0: What's up everybody Daryl Frater the club CEO here and we have another amazing episode of the my DJ story podcast brought to you by the club app the number one online community for DJs where you can stream for free and not get cut off today we have Flash Horton who's going to share his story brother can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from
1: Um, Flash Horton DJ and producer from Raleigh North Carolina.
0: Awesome, brother. Super excited to meet you and talk to you and hear your amazing story about how you got into the DJ game, man. So take us right to the beginning. You know, what sparked your interest in DJing and how did you get started?
1: Well, um, growing up, I've always been in, involved with music as far as uh, mainly listening growing up very young. Uh, my family had different tastes in music, which I didn't really realize until I got older. It's like my dad has his thing. My mom has her thing. My sister has her thing. And I got exposed to all of it and i'm so grateful for it like as soon as i hit 18 it was like oh i have the best of both worlds i got the funk i got the old school hip-hop i have the the anita bakers the tony braxton i have all of that the luther Avengers have all of that and then my sister provided like a different spectrum she got me into like pop and alternative rock very early and then i started to venture off in on my own now djing itself That's something I like, of course, every little kid that sees a DJ in person at one point in time or on TV, we all want to do it. We just want to touch the knobs, we want to turn things, we want to touch everything, we want to do that. But, you know, of course, not every kid is really serious about it. And back then the equipment was ridiculously expensive. So we couldn't afford to uh, take a risk like that. But uh, fast forward of going through marching band in high school and going into college, Uh, I didn't get to go on a spring break trip while I was in school like that, uh, just didn't have the money because I wasn't working and going to school at the same time. But when I finally went with a group of my friends to, uh, Panama City Beach, uh, the second, or actually really the first time I was, when I realized, like, yes, this is what I want to do. Uh, we went to a phone party, um, and apparently it was at this, uh, club, I forget the name of it, but it's right there on the strip. And, uh. From the time we hit the Florida line, the entire five, six days we were down there, I kept hearing the same song on the radio, in the hotel, at every single beach party, every single club. It was Animals by Martin Garrix. And at the time, me and my friends, we were were hoarding music collectively because that was what you did at the time. And we were trying to figure out, like, how did this song get on the radio this much with two words in it? but it goes so hard it's like where where would where would we find anything like this and then I got to see apparently big name DJs I didn't know at the time were performing down there for for spring break and I was like you know what that's what I want to do and it took some encouragement from some friends of mine and virtual DJ on the laptop for a while and then I got comfortable well, my family, you know, blessed me with the uh, my first DJ controller. And then it was open season from there. It was college house parties. It was lounges. It was day parties. It was uh, you name it, homecoming, because I went to A&T. So uh, if anybody out there doesn't know the greatest HBCU on the planet, North Carolina a State University. Um, so the parties there are next level. So you have to, as a DJ, you have to be on your stuff early, because the crowd will let you know. So uh, over the time of learning about EDM and rediscovering it, so to speak, because everybody's seen the 90s commercials of the dance hits for exercising and everything, aerobics. So I always remember that as being EDM. And once I got closer into the music and seeing, okay, this is this, this is house, this is tech house, this is big room, this is, and started separating everything. And I just fell more and more in love with it. and
0: That's an awesome story, brother. Like, I'm super excited because, like, you really just had a passion from an early age and just rocked with it. And I want to hear, you know, how did you go about from, you know, being interested in being at college and and doing these parties? Like, how did you get your first gig and how did you, you know, step into the game and, and get those early opportunities to play these big parties?
1: Uh, really, the first the way you get your first gigs, especially at A T, is a uh, up and coming DJ. You gotta pretty much either have a group of friends that's already throwing parties and come up under another DJ and learn from them, or roll the dice with your crew and try to do your own thing and start your own parties. Uh, luckily enough, I had I was close friends with a really good DJ um, uh, DJ Funny. Um, well, DJ Heartless and his little brother, DJ Funny. I was very close with them in college, so I got to watch them do their thing. And their brothers, and they came up DJing. Their father's a DJ. So I got to watch the technique early. And then from there, uh, another friend of mine, DJ Weatherman, he kind of was the one that started showing me a few more things as far as beat matching and everything else. And then from there, I just took it on and decided to practice as much as I possibly can at home. But I was part of a lot of groups that would come together every now and then. So it would be a kickback and I would just start from there because everybody knew me. I was like a central figure in the group, a lot in the different groups. So people would feel comfortable coming to functions that I would throw.
0: That's great, man. I like how you really pointed out, you know, the two ways to start getting these early gigs is one, either build relationships and are able to work your way into them or go start your own. And I think that, you know, by giving the the pathway and the clarity on how you become great or how you get these opportunities it really helpful to DJs that are, are confused and stuck. Like, why am I not progressing? Why I'm not getting these gigs? Um, so you've got to really, you know, take Flash Warren's advice, either build relationships and work your way into it or start your own because there's not too many opportunities that just pop up where you're able to get them without having those relationships or, or being the one that's doing the events yourself. So I'm really glad that you highlighted that, man. And, and kind of talk me through like where you went from there. You started doing these great events at your college and, and start to really get your name out there. You know, where did your well, yeah. journey go from there?
1: Well, yeah, so I um, started doing house parties, of course. And then from there, I started doing the bigger and bigger events. So I just started out uh, at the same uh, lounge that Weatherman was at. And I would like open from him every now and then. And and then I started getting my own night. And then um, from there, I started doing other functions for other groups and just realizing that the power of networking is, is you have to open your mouth and speak. Nobody's gonna just give you anything. And then on top of that, even if you really are good, you still have to put yourself out there there's going to be people that are looking for DJs constantly, but you have to do your due diligence to step out of your show. And I'm practically, I'm pretty, a pretty shy guy as far as, uh, meeting new people and everything, I usually stay, stay to myself and stay with my people. So that's definitely had to break me out of my shell of uh, speaking to people and saying, "Hey, you know, do you need a DJ for the, your event, or uh, what? You know, what type of services are you looking for?" Type of thing. So it's it's great when you can provide those services and you can actually get out there and talk to people and sell yourself for the most part because that's how you're gonna make your money
0: awesome advice, man. And I think, you know, you bring a, a really cool perspective of the importance of relationship building. And that has really took you very far, man. What are some things that, you know, you think stand out for you as a DJ? And I also want to talk into, you know, your name, Flash Horton. How did you come about that name? And what's the story behind that?
1: Okay. Well, um, the first question uh, What was that just one more time was the first question I kind of yeah, on you, know,
0: you you highlighted on relationships and just kind of uh, you can even just go right into the second question. Um, just you know, how did you go about you know getting your name and how does that tie into your brand?
1: Okay. Well, um, with with relationships, I had to reach out and meet a lot of people. Um, I went to South by Southwest. It's one of the best events that you could possibly go to as an up-and-coming artist, whether you're a DJ, singer, rapper, whatever. So that was where I met my manager, and I actually spoke up and told him what I do. And from there, like what separates me from the rest of of what I consider the rest of my field is the fact that I have all these different influences, number one. And number two, I actually really do listen to all of these genres that I produce and DJ. And then there's still some genre, oh well, several genres right now, even just under the EDM umbrella that I haven't released yet. I have tracks from uh, several different genres, hardstyle, uh, hard side, things that I haven't released yet that people don't even know I do yet. And then uh, on top of R&B, on top of everything else, cause I literally make everything except for dubstep. That's the only thing I you know, step away from kind of highly saturated. I can only handle 30 minutes of it at a time. Um, But that's what separates me from everybody else. But what I will say is uh, my name came from a a lot of different things. I ran track in middle school and high school. Uh, I had a car club in high school. (laughs) Um, I'm very deep into cars. Uh, I'm a huge car enthusiast. Um, Been like that pretty much all my life uh, my dad got me into it and that's just been my thing and with uh, having the cars that we had in our group uh, I was the quickest so at the time so you know I would be go by a flash and it kind of stuck throughout high school and then throughout college there's several there's lots of groups of people right now that I know from Greensboro that only know me as such they don't even know my real name <laughs> But um, it just stuck, and I felt like it was a way to represent myself and my family name, and without having to change too much.
0: Awesome, I love it, man. It connects very well, and it's an awesome story, and makes sense just in regards to your branding and how you go about it. And talk to me a little bit about some of the you know important qualities that you think are necessary to be a great DJ. like you have accomplished a lot and have been able to to navigate through the, your career in a very efficient way, you know, what are some things that DJs should work on or, or, or have um, as important qualities for them to, 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 to be a good DJ?
1: Well, um, one thing that, you know, coming up from the underground scene has taught me, song selection will take you very far. The right song at the right time can change the whole thing. It can turn a kickback into a party, which I'm pretty well known for. Uh, it can turn a space game into Project X. It, I've seen it and have done it on accident a couple times. I, it, song selection is can make or break you. Um, from there, you're mixing. You want to make sure that you are beat matching and you're not just backspinning into everything. Because that's one thing that a lot of up-and-coming DJs and just beginner DJs in general will do. And what you don't understand is that that makes your crowd angry. <laughs> After a while, you're going to be the guy that has to, to backspin out of everything, and people are going to be going to see the person, the guy or girl, whatever your, your pronoun is, to see them mix properly (laughs) they want smooth transitions they don't want the the they don't want that clutter it needs to be seamless so that and then of course mixing in key the the made the major things reading the energy and reading the room don't let your laptop or your whatever display screen steal you away from the crowd because if you get separated like that you don't have control and you won't make the money
0: (laughs) Awesome advice, brother. And kind of in regards to that as well, you know, what's something that you know now uh, that you wish you knew when you first got started?
1: Ooh, man. How expensive it was going to be. Uh, entry entry level now into, into DJing now is amazing. You can get a $50 controller and rock out. You can use your iPad, your computer, your phone. You can use your phone now. People are doing that. And I've seen it like at hookah bars and lounges i've watched people just spinning on their phone and then that phone call comes in and they're like uh but it, i wish somebody would have told me i mean i kind of knew how expensive it was and it's one of those things that if you want to be a producer and a dj you're gonna spend money like i just had to spend uh money on a new controller because my last one kicked a bucket i mean thanks to covid I- couldn't do so much anyway. So I didn't worry about it, but now things are opening back up and it's time to get moving. So I had to get on getting another controller. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's an, it's an expensive entry. So if you can have a, if you have a really good job when you're starting out, or if you start out young enough where you're still in high school and your family is still buying you things, that would be perfect.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Save up your money, invest in something cheap, work your way up. Uh, definitely don't be afraid to take baby steps, definitely, bro. And you know, you you mentioned COVID, you know, talk to me a little bit about how this pandemic has affected your career and and some of the things that you're doing now, um, in response to it.
1: Well, COVID shut down my biggest set ever that I was about to have in my hometown. it was a thing called um, Raleigh Dance Music Festival, and the club that we were gonna have it at closed down. Unfortunately, they will not be able to re- reopen, but that was gonna be my biggest gig. And I was—I just came off of, uh, I think two weeks prior, two or three weeks prior, doing a uh, DJ competition, battle competition, um, which I'm not a battler. I just decided to give it a shot um, at this, other bar that wasn't too far away. And I got second place because probably because I didn't play any pop, any top 40 at all. That was, yeah, it is what it is. But I just got second place there and I was like, okay, yeah, I got my I got the festival, my first festival. This is gonna be, you know, this is gonna be it. Wrong. Shut down everything. They postponed it indefinitely. All of the other gigs I had bagged for myself within that Four week period, done, and it was just okay. Well, no more get. I can't. I gotta hold on to this nine to five or this eight to five a little bit longer. So, because that was the plan, I had geared up for myself to be able to get back to DJing full time and producing full time, just from the gigs and COVID put a pin in that balloon. So, Um, what I did went to combat that now is starting to get into the streaming thing I um, I wasn't really big on it at first I did one uh, streaming uh, music festival and that was a great experience by the way but it's just different when you don't have people there I'm used to people being there and the sooner I can get back to that the better.
0: Awesome, bro. You know, this is great. And um, I think that a lot of people are in your position as well, where just trying to figure out how to navigate through this current environment. It's weird. It's not, you know, the typical and just glad to see that you're making the most out of it and you're seeing what opportunities are available. You also said that you're moving into producing and doing other things as well. Can you talk to us a little bit about that side of your DJ career?
1: Well, yeah, uh, I actually started uh, DJing before I started producing because I thought I could just uh, become a big EDM DJ uh, just from DJing and apparently you can't. So <laughs> you need to uh, be able to produce. And I figured that out like right after I started getting really good at DJing and I was like, okay, well, you know, I feel like I can make this stuff cause I, I play all these instruments and I have a, a instance of being able to write music. So let's give it a shot. And it was tough. I had I had a couple of friends that were uh, very well versed in FL Studio. Um, shout out to uh, Kid Azul and um, and uh, Quinn Anthony Music. They both were the two keys to helping me learn FL Studio. And then, of course, they both moved to LA, and, and now I had to uh, be on my own and figure it out. But as of now, it's uh, 2021. I've been producing solidly since 2017 now, and i have just being able to watch how my music has changed from. Uh, from so far back in my first EP which I really want to take down but I you know I just really shouldn't have been putting out music that soon cuz I really hadn't put in my time to become the producer that I am today uh, but fast forward to last year last year I put out 10 uh, uh, 10 original tracks throughout last year uh, seeing pretty good success from you know being uh up and coming producer in the game and especially doing so many different genres I dropped hard trap which is a lot of people don't know about just yet but the ones that do they've experienced something great um uh hybrid trap uh jersey club i've put out pretty much everything big room deep house uh future house my last track uh, arcade is a future house track and just learning to that you got to use the dog that's right for you because Ableton is to iPhone as FL Studio is to Android. So whichever one you understand and work with better is probably what's gonna be best for you. And realizing that now, I like to use both. (laughs) Because like I have my uh, Launchpad Pro here and I'm primarily FL Studio. So, it's is one of those things where you can you can start from nothing, which I did. I started with the one little beat pack that uh uh Blue gave me Kid Azul and it's sky's the limit now. I'm got a terabyte and a half full of samples and, and things that I've cut and I put out like four remixes last year. So everything's everything's going well. I could have put out a whole lot more music because I've been on the shelf for a little while, my manager would tell you, but um I'm ready to bombs away and it's coming soon. It's happening this year. I've got a lot of tracks that I want to release.
0: So super excited to just watch your journey. This is exciting, man. And uh, are you ready to jump right into the lightning round? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software.
1: Uh, software right now is uh, Serato DJ Pro, but I am switching to Record Box as soon as my uh, XDJ XZ gets here next week. So,
0: Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ?
1: <sighs> Ooh, I-, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> um, favorite DJ? Uh, probably um, DJ Hideki. He was one of the first DJs to ever, like, give me support that I didn't know from the city. Um, he's uh, from Japan, actually. My first mix I ever put up on Mixcloud, he uh, liked it, retweeted, reposted it, excuse me. And uh, I got my first bit of followers off of him. I still listen to his old mixes to the day, to this day. So,
0: What has been your favorite um, party or event you've DJed at and why?
1: Favorite party... I would say um one of the parties that uh a friend of mine did he's called he just called poor decisions and it was it was raining that day we weren't expecting a lot of people to come then all of a sudden people showed up and i got dj with a a great friend of mine dj tj um and we were able to uh tag team that party and it was a great time like six hours no shutdowns no nothing it was like people were literally partying for six hours everybody was exhausted afterwards but you know we we got our names out a lot more with that, that
0: party who's the most interesting person you've met through djing uh most interesting person
1: i've met through djing oh okay well yeah um bars from the lit lords uh he's a. Uh, they have a hard trap group that they produce and DJ. um uh, that specific genre and a few other harder styles of uh, EDM and of course hip hop as well. Um, I got to meet him like we do uh, through his discord service. They do video chats in certain tiers and just being able to, to speak with him and get the feedback that I needed on certain tracks and how to do a lot of the things that he does with, with the sounds because he'll take a synth and twist it up and or a lead and twist it up. And I'm like, how on earth did you even, but he's willing to show you. And that's one of the, I, he had to be probably the most interesting person I've met throughout this DJ experience.
0: What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs?
1: Honestly, audience connection. Um, I feel like certain genres you can still get away with doing uh, uh, a virtual set without having to get on the mic to engage the audience but there's going to be a lot of there already is a lot of djs that are having to you know cold turkey just jump on the mic and figure it out to get the audience attention to bring them in to control the music and control the atmosphere and the environment so that's that's one of the one things that i would say is missing because some genres you can get away with it like melodic techno you don't got to say a word just play the music but hip-hop you might have to get some people into it the song selection might not be there or you know this might not be the group for that song to get those people up so you you got to do a lot more guesswork it's different when you're in the room and you get that energy but when you don't have to do the guesswork you know what the the genre is going to be and you're prepared for it you're going to see the most success out of it
0: shout out to djs you know personally whose story needs to be shared on this podcast
1: Oh man, DJ TJ. Uh, I, I don't think that he would tell everything, but he's got some stories of of some uh some cataclysmic events to his uh his equipment and in life throughout uh his DJ experience, but him for sure. Uh uh Neon Tiger uh and he's actually he's from here as well. Um phew uh Brook Legends. He's from oh uh, he's from up north as well. I think he's from Jersey as well, but he lives down here. Um and then uh DJ Funny and DJ uh, uh Heartless. They're both from Charlotte but they uh, uh they're they're around the way so they can be reached they're very talented
0: guys. Awesome. We look forward to hearing their stories on the show one day. And any DJ just interested in being on the show can sign up at djsignup.com. And, brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events?
1: All right. So, um, I'll be doing events very soon as we're uh, waiting on the arrival of the new equipment. Um, but you can find me on all social medias. For the most part, it's going to be uh, Flash Horton on everything except for Twitter because somebody else found that name before me and borrowed it so it'll be the Flash Horton on Twitter but I'm mostly active on Instagram so uh, that'll be where you guys see me the most um, feel free to reach out for any events uh, you can reach out to my management at jc at for any bookings and uh, that's pretty much it oh and awesome. you can uh, I'm also on Loom as well
0: awesome, and that link brother. will be in, all those links are in my bio Awesome. Super excited to have you on the show, man. This was a great interview. Dropped some really amazing gems and everyone check out Flash Horton. He's doing some really great things. Looking forward to just following and watching your journey, bro. Uh,
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate that.